This is the Podweb Network. All right, we are recording. And here we go. All right, what's good, everybody? I want to welcome you to the Code Grinders YouTube slash podcast. This is being recorded for those that are watching on YouTube and also as a podcast. And before I get into this story, if you have time to listen to this or watch this entire episode, it's going to be a little long. So I'm going to break these down in the timestamps. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see in the description below the various sections that I'm going to be talking about. And I'm going to do the same thing on the podcast side. But depending on your player, it may not show those. But if you have the time to listen, I would appreciate it. The other thing, even though I'm a podcaster by trade, the focus here really is on coding. So I'm not too worried about audio and background noise, things like that. I'm, I'm kind of putting that aside. So put on your coding hat. This is kind of a niche podcast, YouTube video. I, I don't care too much about the audio being perfect. I, I need to get that out there because when I put my podcast hat on, you, you really try and make things perfect. But uh, enough about that. So if you hear any dogs in the background or if I might need to pause for a, a sip of water, just, you know, very casual, laid back, just having a conversation with you. So if you watched the last video, I kind of failed at making it short. That was supposed to be kind of my intro. Same thing with the podcast, just kind of introducing you to what this is about. So you can go back and watch or or listen to that. I won't repeat any of that. But what this is supposed to be is kind of the who, what, when, why, where kind of a thing. A little more about me, a little more in depth. And I want to kind of kick this off by giving you a little background, you know, the way back machine. And if you're watching on YouTube, the first question you might be asking is, well, what's with the bandana? What's what's the story? And it actually started as a result of the afro that I had when I was a kid. Now, if you're on YouTube, you're going to see a picture here shortly. And I believe this dates circa maybe early 80s. I'm I'm guessing. This is taken in front of my grandmother's house on her porch. And if you can tell, that afro was in effect. (laughs) Just, Just a big, lush thing of mess. And I say that because that thing was hard to manage. We used to pick the coming out. I, I think I was in tears sometimes. It just drove me nuts. Now, the braid part was cool, but just managing that. And you know, I grew up in Ohio. You got the humidity. You, you kind of put all that together. So fast forward to when I got out of college, I, I just couldn't wait to shave that off, and I did. Now, for some reason, I don't know why, but I got into bandanas. I I can't recall 
where that occurred. And I started wearing them during school, actually in school when I was in class. I went to nursing school. I'll get back into that a little bit later on. I didn't wear, obviously, working with the patients, but in class and, you know, never heard anything about it. And I did that for the two, three years I was there. And then when I graduated, I, you know, you go, we go through these phases in life and I, I let the hair grow out. I got the box and the box fade haircut. So the bandana came off. And then when people saw me, because this was kind of towards the end of, of school and they were like, dude, I, I thought you had cancer. I didn't know you had hair. So I, it kind of caught me by surprise. I, I didn't think people would think that. And when I started doing these videos on YouTube for the podcasting side, I thought, how can I kind of stand out, be a little different? You know, I got, the, I got this different name and you know, a lot of things about me are a little different. Don't need to really get into too much detail for this. But I thought, hey, you know, as, as you get older, you start reminiscing. I'm like, hey, this would be perfect with me, you know, kind of set my, hey, that crazy guy with the bandana. So that's really the story behind that. Now, the other thing is just kind of my love for computers. Before I get into that, just a quick kind of little bit about me. So I live here in Vegas, been married for 20 years, two dogs, two shepherds. We chose not to have kids. And thank goodness my wife is in the same boat. I can't imagine being in that situation where you don't want to and she does or vice versa. So we never had that issue. Uh, just turned 47 this past, or this October, as I record this October, 2018. I mentioned my nursing background. I work currently as a, a kind of a BA slash PM, a business analyst project manager. Been doing that uh, for about the past three to four years and actually working remote in that position. Uh, some of the hobbies that I have, a big sports fan, NFL, college football, uh, do a little tennis, some racquetball with my brother-in-law here in town. You got to do that to, to keep moving. Play some Texas Hold'em poker when I get a chance. Big fan of that. Been out here in Vegas for about nine years. Also go to CES every year. That's an annual trek that I make with my father-in-law. Big, big, big in the computers. Love podcasting. Been doing that for about three years. And I enjoy teaching. So that's kind of a snapshot of, of me. So the, the, the big question is, why software development? Why do I want to get into that? What was the thing that got me going? Everyone has their story. Mine's not anything that's, you know, unique or, you know, fancy, whatever you want to call it. But for me, it's, I've always thought, I mean, I love hardware. I do. I don't really tinker too much with it. But to me, software is kind of what makes the experience great. And I have a little bit of a creative side in me. I've worked as an implementation consultant in the healthcare field. And one of the things that I saw is just a lot of unhappy users. And I just kind of wondered, or it seemed in my experience in working in that capacity, there was a disconnect between the user and the developer. 
you, know, you heard there's supposed to be people who were kind of liaisons and it didn't quite seem like folks were talking. So it seems like with my nursing background, with my love for computers, it, it just seems like a natural fit. But it really, really came down to a moment. I want to say early, maybe mid to late August of this year. And it just kind of hit me. You may have those moments where I'm not looking for a, I wouldn't say, I really wouldn't say it's a career change, if that makes sense. You know, I'm happy with what I'm doing, working from home. I want to kind of take it to the next level, make myself valuable. I'm also a contractor. I've been laid off four times since 2007, since I got into the healthcare IT field. And in any field you work in, that can happen. But when I was a nurse, I never had to deal with that. Granted, nurses get laid off too. So some of it, I used to say job security, but there's no such thing as job security. So I, I want to make myself valuable, enhancing my skills. So should that happen again? Should you know this contract work you know, end, what am I going to do? I haven't practiced as a nurse. I mean, I've done off and on. I've done some gigs here in town when those things happen with the layoff, but I haven't you know, long-term practice. I used to work in the ER and as a nurse supervisor. I left that full-time in 2007. I, I've maintained my nursing license. But to be honest with you, those days are behind me. I, I really enjoy computers, but it really just kind of hit me, like I said, in August, thinking back. And as, as, I don't know about you, but as you get older, I talked about reminiscing, you know, the head bandana, thinking about things in the past. And then it just kind of like, wait a minute. I grew up with computers. And what I mean by that is, I want to say it was 1983, roughly, about 35 years ago, in Trotwood, Ohio. My dad brought home an Apple IIe. And if you are old enough to know what that is, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, Google it. Take, take a look. Should have put a picture up here on YouTube, but it's interesting. 35 years today, not this date, but that machine came out. Now, it wasn't that I was wanting to become a programmer back then, but it was just something different, something cool. And floppy disk drives and modems. I don't even think we had 56K at the time. I think it was what, 18.8 or 24.4. I mean, these were speeds, 24K. Think about what you have right now. <laughs> and my dad started his own consulting company. He drove around the five-state area there in Ohio in the Midwest. And I just became fascinated by or with computers. Putting up another picture here on the screen on YouTube. This is my late brother and I back in around that same time frame. Really, it's the shirt that I'm focusing on, the shirts. Penguin Software, Spies Demise. These were games we started to play as a kid. No longer was it Pong or Tic-Tac-Toe. You're not, I mean, think about today's games and back then, I mean, there's just no comparison, but this was cool. We had the gear on, the swag, you know, we, we enjoyed it. We were, we were having a blast. I remember taking DOS and BASIC and, and learning 
some programming in junior high. They had those in there. I mean, this was before the Macintosh came out in 84. You know, eventually we had that. We had the 2C before then. And computers just became part of my life. I remember taking an IBM class back at NC Par- NCR Park in Dayton. Now, fast forward to high school, the end of high school, we all are at that point, like, what do we want to do? And I thought about getting a computer science degree. I did some research on it. But here's the problem. I was young and impatient. Four years? It just kind of seemed to me like an eternity to do that. I wanted to make a difference now. I wanted to have an impact on making a difference. I, you know, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to help people, but there was something the way I was raised. My mom at that time was um, working as a nursing assistant, LPN. And she talked about nursing. I never thought about it. I never forget this. I actually got a book, the library, was reading up on it. And then I came to a section on emergency room nursing or emergency medicine, whatever the title was. And at that time, it hit me. I I can go out and make a difference right now. People need help. And, And just something appealed to me. And then to find out you could go to nursing school for two years and get the same type of degree as a bachelor's degree nurse, take the same test, practice the same, maybe get 50 cents more on the dollar if you were a bachelor's nurse. And that was it. So I went to a two-year program, enrolled in Kettering College in Kettering, Ohio. And then I experienced my first setback. And I mention this because I think it's important as I move forward in this journey. I failed my first year of nursing courses. I think I missed it by four-tenths of a point. 75 is considered passing. I got 74 point, I think it was one, because they you know, would have rounded up 74.5. And I'll never forget this. I was sitting in the basement. I was living at home at the time still with my folks, and I was in tears. I, I was just devastated. You know, I just never had, I hadn't dealt with any type of a academic failure. I, I think back to, to high school. I, I'll never forget, maybe his freshman year, I wanted to take an honors AP history class. And the counselor kind of looked at me like, well, you know, this is, I, I don't think you can handle it. You know, maybe they looked at what I did in junior high. I, I don't know, but they didn't think I was a fit. And I pleaded my case. I wound up getting an A in the class. And that was my first encounter with people saying you couldn't do something. So I had the failure in nursing school and I had an option. I could have quit keep going. And and my mom, she was instrumental. She basically said, Hey, you know what? Pick yourself up, take your general ed courses the second year, get back into it. My issue was it was, it was the testing that I struggled with in nursing. It was a different type of test that I was, wasn't used to in high school. It, It wasn't about the best answer. You really had to analyze and think things through. So I completed all that, graduated in 93, and then I moved into emergency room nursing, did that for about nine years, a night shift, and then I got into management as a nursing supervisor. Now, some will say web development or software development is tricky, you know, because of the varying browsers that you deal with. You know, software pieces may not interact correctly as opposed to desktop desktop apps because you kind of know what you're working with. To me, that's 
the same thing like with emergency room nursing versus floor nursing. You never know what you're going to get coming in through that door in the emergency room, especially working the night shift in level one trauma centers in Chicago. One night it could be a gunshot. Next night it could be a toothache, a stabbing. You know, you just never know what's going on. So again, just the possibility of doing something that, I mean, no one's telling me that I can't, that's the difference here. No one's telling me that I can't do it. That's unique and what I like about this. I mean, I then moved into, as I said, around 2007, got into the healthcare IT role. I'll never forget an interview at a company called McKesson where they were just drilling me about, well, you know, this job requires a lot of travel. I'm looking at your resume. You've never traveled before. How are you going to handle this? I mean, he would just not ease up on this, this question. And I just finally said, look, I'll just go somewhere else that'll hire me. And, and really what I was saying was, I want to do this. Because back in 95, 6, probably 95, 96, 97, I got my first exposure to computer charting in the healthcare setting. And it really wasn't charting, it was more of a tracking board. And it was fascinating. And, and that's what I knew I wanted to get into that arena. But again, it took me until 2007 to get my foot in the door in the healthcare IT setting. Skip forward, I learned how to podcast. I, I was on Facebook at the time. I was tired of that echo chamber. I had a voice. I wanted to say things. And podcasting seemed to be a way to do that. And it's funny, there are even, you know, quote unquote, boot camps and podcasting. Now, you know, it's not going to school. It's not, I get that comparison, but it's a learning process. I'm still learning. I consider myself very proficient as being a podcaster. I talked about in the last episode, if you have questions, you are a developer, you are wanting to get a podcast, hit me up. I would love to consult and help you kind of show you the basic, the ropes. So I had that that I learned. And one thing that I have learned along the way and I've heard this is that you are or you're never a master of everything. And if you do, then you're a master of nothing. So that's really what it's about for me at Software Development. It's, it's been in my blood since 83 in a roundabout way. And it just took me this past August to realize this is what I've always been around. I mean, if I were to turn my camera around here for the YouTube folks, you would see my iMac, you'd see two monitors, some gear, my work computer. I've got a laptop in the closet that I, you know, as a backup. I'm just around tech. I, I enjoy it. I, I love it. It's, it's, I'm hooked. <laughs> I, I mentioned the job, the valuability, I'm calling it that instead of job security. The other thing is community. I'm really, really drawn into and impressed by what I've seen with this community, whether it be on social media, well, mainly that right now, just the positive vibes that are out there. Now, I'm not going to fool myself and understand there are probably going to be some, you know, things you have to kind of look out for. That's, that's anything you do, but people are wel welcoming. I'm hearing the same message. So there, there's a sense of community here that really has drawn me into. 
and, and we just kind of have this saying here on the podcast that I do with our network. You may see the sign behind me, not trying to promote it, but it's, it's there. Visionaries that make things happen. And, and I have a vision of what I want to do. I have a vision, some things we'll get into in terms of goals later, but just make it happen. I mean, that's, it's as simple as that. So the next topic that I want to get into is kind of what do I want to do? Now, I initially, when I started this research back in August, thought cybersecurity. And the reason why I say that is because the person that hosts the website for my podcast, he's big into that. And they do a podcast and I was just curious. And no, I don't understand all the technical details, but it made sense the way he explained everything. It was fascinating. But then I began to do some more research and I started to kind of run into some YouTube videos and talking to people. And then again, thinking about, you know, my past and really wanted to get into web development. I mean, I have a podcast. I work with WordPress I've played around with HTML going into that side of the WordPress tab. I've, I've dabbled in that arena. Didn't know everything, but uh, at the time you felt like you knew enough to be a little dangerous. And then really want to focus on front-end web development as I begin to learn what the differences are. Front-end, back-end, full-stack. And that's eventually what I want to get into, back-end and full-stack. It's going to take me some time for, to get to that point but that's my long-term goal. Now, what arena? I don't know. It could be doing some freelance. It could be maybe working in the healthcare area with EMR, electronic medical records. I feel that my nursing background is something that I have to bring to the table based on, on that aspect. And then I'll get into side projects later, but I want to learn iOS. Uh, I, I'm a fan of iOS. I, I went back and forth. I grew up, like I said, I, I had the first iPhone, then I went to Android because I got tired of iOS 7, a little sidetrack. Now I'm back on iOS. So I want to learn Swift and build some apps. And then another thing is, is really to kind of work remotely. I believe that it can be done. I know there are people on, on the socials that will say it's not the right thing to do. Trust me, I've seen those videos. You know, junior web developer just starting out, you have no business working remote. It all depends. And, and that's the one thing that I've learned in not only this profession, but pretty much anything that it just depends. And I've been doing remote for three, four years and have been very successful, been able to manage my time. So I have that going for me. So... And it's interesting, I, I have a couple notes that I took and I, and I wrote these things down back in October 1st around that time frame. And a lot of things have changed since then. So it's kind of funny just, you know, kind of glancing at a couple of these things and realizing what I'm doing now. But here's my next section that I had. And, and, and what am I doing now? Now, at the time, when I say at the time, when I wrote these notes, I was kind of in the planning phase. And I was going to start November 1st. And then something just happened. I don't know what it was. I don't have a rational reason to give you why this happened, but this date will stick with me now, October 18th. 
I was doing some research on what site to use to learn from. Udacity, Udemy, you know, Treehouse. You heard, if you've gotten into this, you, you know the usual suspects. And for some reason, I, I tried a couple ones and then I went to Udacity and found an HTML intro course and just started. And next thing you know, I'm watching this video. I'm practicing along. I think I was using Visual, Visual Studio Code at the time. Next thing you know, I started kind of doing some test stuff and I was hooked. So, so much for that November 1st date, I decided to just get going, just jump in the pool. And then recently I found, and I have to give shout outs and props to Coding Phase who made this suggestion, because that's one of the great things about, I mentioned community. As you, if you're just starting like me, there's, there's great people out there. And I'll, if you want to contact me later, I'll, I'll give you information. I've, I've got some more things I'll talk about later, but Coding Phase recommended a web developer. Well, actually it wasn't, let me back up. He recommended, I believe, a JavaScript course by Colt Steele on Udemy. Now, I wasn't quite ready for JavaScript yet, or it might have been React. I apologize. It's one of the, the, the two. But then I saw he had a web developer boot camp. Now, one of the things that I do, I do a lot of research. Trust me. If it comes to purchases, I mean, just the other day I was at Walmart. And I don't know if you can tell from in this YouTube video, I'm standing doing this recording. And look, I'm, I'm a little cheap, you know, budget's a little tight. So I created my own standing desk. Maybe talk about that later on. But anyway, I have a keyboard on top and I wanted to have one for when I sit down. So I found the keyboard at Walmart. I was looking at the iHome. I'm like, oh, 34 bucks, man. But then I thought, wait a minute. I got my phone. Let me pull it up and do some research and I can buy it cheaper online for 20 bucks or 25 bucks. Now, I didn't wind up getting it because I had one spare in the closet. That's not really relevant. The problem is, not the problem, the point is, is that I do my research. So instead of just saying, hey, I'm going to take this course. Okay, I, I respect Coding Phase, his opinions. I've watched some of his videos. But let me do my research to make sure this is the fit for me. Because again, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, how am I, I need some tools. I, I looked at some of the other ones and I, I, I don't like courses where you have to read. I, I want the visual. That's, that's how I learned. You know, everybody's different. I read the reviews. I then looked, does he have a YouTube page just to kind of get a preview? And all systems go. And even better, yeah, the course was like, I think, 10 or $11. You know, like they, I don't know how they do this thing. It's normally $199, but it's not like every day it's 10, 12 bucks. And I understand these guys don't make much from it, but that's what I started to do. And here now, October 24th, I am now ready to move into CSS. Now, some may say, you know, you can get HTML done in a couple of days. It shouldn't take you long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, here's my advice to you if you're starting. Ignore the noise. Go at what your pace works best for you. Look, I work from home. I don't have kids. Not everybody's in that situation. There are people that work multiple jobs that have several kids. So you do the best you can. But that's where I'm at right now. I'm ready to jump into CSS. And 
to me, it's not nervous. It's not scary, but it's just like, wow, it's not as bad as I thought in terms of the time frame. So I was way off <laughs> in my planning of this. So I had all these notes about what I'm doing. You know, I'm going to do this whole project planning and doing IMS scheduling, integrated master scheduling. Because again, for my, my business analyst and project management, but I did do a lot of research. But one of the things that I did before I even got this far, am I too old to get into development? I mean, at the time I was 46. And you know, I'm not having any regrets about waiting, but I had to make sure. And the answer was a pretty resounding, not at all. I mean, there are people who are in their 50s, 60s. I think I heard of a story of a lady who was 82 that learned the code. So let's nip this in the bud. If anyone is my age, if you're, if you're creeping on 50 like me, no, not at all. So got that answered. I was watching YouTubers left and right, trying to figure out kind of a plan, course of action, insight. So I set up a lot of things and I'll ha I don't have the information quite ready yet. I, I put everything on Google Docs. I did create a project plan. I'm calling it, I think you mentioned, or you heard me last episode. I think it's either Operation or Project Sponge. And then I created a new hashtag, Operation Code 180. So if you've seen me on Instagram or Twitter and you've seen that hashtag, what does that mean? Now, initially I thought I'm going to give myself six months to a year to be ready and done with this. As I've learned, it doesn't take that long. But here's my thing. I'm doing a 180 in terms of this career endeavor. So there's the 180 part. But then also, if you do the math, six months, 30 days, you kind of can figure out the rest. So I'm giving myself May 1st to be done. And I'll kind of talk about some of the things that I'm going to be working on. So that's kind of where, I, where I'm at, what I'm doing now. The other thing I want to talk about are kind of some of what are my tools. One of the things I haven't really heard a lot of folks talk about, and that's where I really wanted to lay this video out for you now to kind of give you, you know, a little intro uh, about myself. When I go to a lot of these developers' YouTube pages, I always go back and look at their very first video because I want to know about them. What made them get into it? And, and you'll hear people as you move along, maybe kind of give some bits and pieces here and there. But I wanted to kind of have this intro video to let you know a little bit more about the Quasi Wabbit. And so what are some of my tools? What am I using? I have the iMac 2013 edition, still going strong, no issues. I do want to put an SSD or STD drive in or SSD, sorry, solid state drive, my apologies. I do want to put an SSD in the computer. It's running great. OBS is still holding up. <laughs> but the MacBook uh, laptop, I did put one in there, new battery. Uh, that was fun, upgraded the RAM. I've got two additional monitors that I mentioned, running a Dell and a ViewSonic that are flanking the iMac. I'm a big believer in having multiple screens. That's one thing that, if you have the opportunity to do, get yourself at least one, preferably two monitors. It's not required, but trust me, as you're doing 
your coding practice as you're watching a tutorial on one screen and you've got your, you know, your whatever tool you're using on the other screen. It's just comfort. It makes it easier instead of having to move and resize windows around. I mentioned I got the MacBook. I actually picked it up at a uh, computer shop here in town. I think it's a 2011 or 12. That SSD just makes it run like a champ. I'm doing the video here on the Logitech C920. This microphone, if you're curious, is a Shure SM27. And and real quick, one thing I want to mention to those that might be considering a podcast if you're in this space, you'll hear people in our community, the podcast community, talk about mics and recommendations. If anyone tells you you need to get a certain mic, don't listen to them. Here is the gold nugget, the sauce, the secret sauce. <laughs> Find the mic that fits your voice. Now, look, if you're just doing something like I mentioned what I said earlier at the Outcast, I'm not really too concerned about audio, but I know there are people that want to be perfect with it. And if you're concerned about that, go do a test drive. What I mean by that is find a place, get a couple of mics, get your voice on there, see what it sounds like. I did this at the, uh, I think it was NAB here in Vegas. And I fell in love with it. And then I watched the review on YouTube. So find something that fits your voice. Now, if you don't care about that, hit me up. Like I said, we can talk about those details. I got some audio interfaces, some recording devices. Uh, I have a instance of VirtualBox installs for Windows if I need to practice into that. But right now, it's really not on my radar. Now, I was using Visual Studio Code. Uh, The one that I... I'm now running here uh, is Sublime Text uh, that came at the recommendation. I'm actually currently using that. Uh, obviously, the internet is a big tool. You know, don't take that for granted. I mean, searching, that's your friend. If, I mean, I've gotten stuck on a couple of things with forms and HTML. And use the search feature, whatever search tool you use, use it. <laughs> um, YouTube is your friend too but I'll talk a little bit later. It can also be your enemy. Uh, the iPhone 6S Plus is what I'm using. It's paid off. That's why I'm using. It works. And it'll be something that uh, hopefully when I start learning Swift, the one thing that I will need to be, not I should say need, the one thing that I want to purchase is an iPad Pro or, or something of that sort. I, I've, saw, I've seen some recent videos where people are using that to write their notes. I do need to get a whiteboard. That's one thing that I don't have. So when I start getting the algorithms and things like that, so I need to get to Walmart and get that. And then I have a Note 4 as a backup in case the uh, iPhone crashes, but so far, no issues. So that's kind of the tools of what I have. I can't really think of anything else that I need to get other than getting this mind up here filled with some good stuff. So how am I going to do this? Now, if you haven't guessed by now, I'm taking the self-taught approach. And I want to talk about this a little bit further. I initially was going to go back to school, you know, because that's what you were raised on. I went to school for nursing. I went back to get my bachelor's. That wound up being a mess at a particular college. And one thing you're going to hear from me is I'm not going to, I'm, I'm very careful about mentioning names of schools or employers, et cetera. If I slip, it's not 
you know, I'm, I'm trying to avoid that, but there's, there's, at least for me, this is just my thought. There's no reason to say I went to this school and they did this. Yeah. That's just me. So just a disclaimer, but I went to school for my, to get my bachelor's in nursing and it, it wound up being a mess. I incurred some financial debt with that. Took me some time to get that paid off. I did that a couple of years ago, actually. So then I went back to the usual suspects. You know, talked to a couple of folks. And it wasn't until probably maybe mid, late August, it was early September, that I ran across a couple of videos. And there was one gentleman in particular, Dylan Israel, that it kind of hit me. And there was another gentleman that I saw on YouTube that did a TED speech. I forget the person's name. And he talked about they self-taught themselves. I, I had no clue about this at the time. And it piqued my curiosity. Now, the one school that I was talking to, it would have been about $14,000 a year to do online virtual courses. And I thought, you know, I want to do this, but do I want to get myself in that much debt? So that to me, I think, matter of fact, it's interesting when I share this project thing I have, I think I have the names on there. So that's a little bit different, but on video, I'm not going to go there. But in case you see the names, if you're curious, that took like two or three days. I said, I'm done, not going to work. Another place I was looking at, did some more research on, much more affordable, was going through the process, actually applied through financial aid. But along the side here, I'm like, oh, what's this self-taught method? I, again, the research kicked in. I was consuming tons of videos, listening to people that were going to the place that I was considering to apply for. And then it just kind of hit me like, well, wait a minute. Well, first of all, a couple of things happened. One, the school site was having some issues logging in. And, and then to me, it just kind of seemed like, wait a minute, I'm applying for an IT degree, yet their IT is not up to snuff. And, and there were several times, you know, you got to call tech support to, it just didn't sit well. And then the one thing that kind of bothered me is I was asked, you know, they got my resume, looked at transcripts. I mean, I had everything on there and they're like, you know, can you kind of talk in IT lingo? I think it was IT jargon. Sorry, that was the word they use about what you do. And my first thought was, what's on the resume? Did I do a bad job? But then I was like, you know, okay, I'll play the game. But it just didn't quite sit with me. It's like, why do I need to, why do I have to explain myself again? So it's almost like I had to prove myself. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't have an IT degree. I don't have a CS degree, but the resume says I've been working. Anyway, the other thing that kind of then hit me is getting your education really is on you. Whether you go to school, whether you go, whether you're self-taught, if I go to school, they're not going to ensure, how I word this, I'm paying them basically for time management. That's what it is. You know, they give you the material, they give you the test. It's on you. It's not on them to make sure that I pass. They're, the reality is they're there to make money. Let's, let's cut to the bottom chase. So then I thought, why should I invest X amount of money per year for someone to manage my time, invest it myself. And again, during this time, I'm looking at self-taught methods. I'm looking at boot camps. That quickly became out of the picture. One, because of the cost. I just said I'm not going to spend 
10, 15, well, I didn't say that number, but let's just say 10, 15,000 per year. Why am I going to spend on a boot camp too? I don't have the luxury of just telling the wife and the dogs, hey, I'm going to be away for six to nine months. Good luck. You know, it, it, it works for some. And again, I'm not here knocking boot camps. I'm just saying, just that key word, it depends. You're going to hear that a lot for me. And as you move forward, it depends. So boot camp was out. That, that, that you know, didn't take me long. So I'm basically now in two, two modes here, school or self-taught. And as each day goes on, self-taught, it's just looking more, more interesting to me, like a, a better benefit. And I'm going through all the scenarios. You know, can I manage this? Is this the right thing to do? The HR firewall, you hear that term a lot from, from YouTubers and social media folks, the HR firewall, not having a degree, is that going to hinder me from getting in the door? And then an article came out maybe, what, a week or two ago? And I'm not saying this is where I'm going to be working, but places like Apple, IBM, Google, not requiring a, a computer science degree. And, you know, there are various reasons I don't need to get in here. I'm sure you know. But it just became more evident that this is the route to go. I got the internet in my hands. I've got YouTube. I've got Twitter, Instagram, people to connect with. There are people that I follow that are great resources, inspiration, motivation. There's meetup groups. So it became simple. Made the decision, self-taught method. So basically it's going to be now on me taking the courses, networking, meeting folks. I've already searched for meetup groups here in the area. But the biggest thing, the, the biggest thing, and you're going to hear this from anyone, and if you don't, it's practice. <laughs> I, I, I hear people, you know, it's, it's time to cue the Allen Iverson, but this is practice. And Dylan, who... I, I mentioned earlier, he talked about three to four hours a day during the week and eight hours on the weekend. Now, am I going to be able to do that on the weekend? I can talk about that later, but really it's trusting myself to be committed, but also not lying to myself. There are going to be some road bumps. I'll talk about that or speed bumps along the way. The other reason that I'm doing this YouTube, this podcast as I mentioned earlier in that first episode, it's really to check myself, keep myself honest, to have, look, I'm not saying I'm going to be here every week doing a video. My focus is going to be on my studying. I've been posting pictures on Instagram and, and Twitter. One, to, to start the network with the community, say, hey, little me, I'm out here trying to make things happen, learning. But also to keep myself motivated because even in this past week, I, I've had a few moments where it's like, you know, I can do that later in the evening. And you don't. You get on the PlayStation, you start screwing around. You can't do that. So I'm not lying to myself. It's going to be a challenge. But I look back at my life and there have been little challenges here and there that, you know, I mentioned the nursing school failure. The other thing is, the reason why I kind of question the eight-hour thing is I don't want to burn out. I'm not about to get into something where all I'm doing is studying and I just burn out. Studying is important, don't get me wrong. And I may find myself practicing more than three or four hours a day in the week. The other thing too is if you practice more, take some time off. I believe it's important to have a healthy balance in anything you do. It could be diet, work, 
what's that work-life balance thing? I'm a big proponent of that. You got to have fun. You got to make sure that you're taking time for your family. The dogs, I got to make sure I get them out for a walk every night. I got to make sure I get off my ass and burn those calories. Even though I stand, you know, there are times that I do sit down. And then the other thing too is, I'm getting close to 50. I got to enjoy life. I don't know how much time I have left on this planet. I'm doing my best to make sure that I'm safe in things that I do, you know, not put things in the body that will hurt you. But you got to have fun. Now, what are the roadblocks? To me, it's me being distracted. This thing right over here, can't see it, the PS4. That to me is, it's, it's a drug I'm addicted to. I was big on the PS1, PS2. There was a place of employment in the past that I won't mention that I would play that during the shift on the job. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. PS3, I, I backed away from. And then I'm big on the PS4. Now I manage my time well with that. But the fact that I'm taking this role on there's time for that, trust me, but you got to manage that. Got to be smart. That PS4 is not going to help me learn how to link my CSS to HTML sheet. It's not going to help me do that. It's not going to help me get to the positions that I want to better to provide for my family, to make my, myself job valuable. So really, to be honest with you, I don't consider working from home, working from remote. I don't consider the self-taught method to be a distraction. One, because people have done it. And two, as I've kind of laid out some things that I've gone through, no one in this industry says I can't do it. I'm sure when you watch other videos, there will be people that are saying you shouldn't do this. It's me. I want to prove to myself that I know I can do this. All right. So when, I want to say when the goal, I kind of alluded to this earlier I originally thought November 1st, now May 1st is my goal. Learning HTML, CSS, and JavaScript are my first three priorities. Now I had on here, it's interesting, by 50, working as a front-end web developer remotely. If I put the work in, if I bust my ass, that'll be shattered. I, I just think it's funny that that's what I thought a couple of weeks ago. I want to grow a community. The code grinders here various platforms. It's not a priority, but eventually I want to help others. I want to give back the same way that those that have put information out have given to me. And really another purpose of this is those that are looking, whether they're trying to transition to a career, maybe they're my age, no matter what age you are, if you're in high school watching this and you're looking for something to do, trust me. I, look, I don't regret going to nursing school. Not at all. I've learned a lot of valuable things. I have lifelong friends as a result. It may not seem like it right now, but I'm one of the most sarcastic cats you'll meet. You work a night shift in the emergency room in Chicago in a trauma center, trust me, we, we are a sick group of people. <laughs> Put it that way. But I realize this is also going out to public, so be careful of certain things you say. I do swear a lot. There's no reason for me to do it right now, but if you hear me do that, it goes down. So that's just me. So the plan, and this is something that's a work in progress. I thought about, and I have bookmarked taking kind of a pre-algebra course 
just to kind of get a little familiar. It's not required, but just something I want to do. And then I also found a computer science course through Stanford online for free that once I'm done or maybe on the side, just to have that little foundation exposure. You, you hear some people say that not having that computer science degree won't get you the foundation of a lot of things. So I, I want to do that just to have the exposure. I mentioned HTML, CSS, JavaScript. Then I want to get into some framework, uh, React, maybe Vue, some things that I've been, been seeing. Angular was something that I had written down, but some people are saying that's not something to get into. Uh, version control, Git. This is going to be something that may be a bit of a speed bump for me based on what my early lookings are on, on videos is algorithms. So that's why I have that, that whiteboard. I foresee that's something I'm going to have to really practice on. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm overreacting. But initially, here at this stage in the game, I see that as something that it's going to be a challenge for me. And then things that are considered, and again, I'm borrowing this from, from Dylan, what will be helpful items? Uh, bootstrap, uh, CSS preprocessors like SAS or LAS, jQuery, uh, testing like a Karma or Jasmine, uh, wireframes, and then ES6. And I also found a great video of a gentleman that has a beautiful layout of, of everything. And what I mean by everything, you know, front end, back end, full stack, the, the, the process. Uh, I'll have, again, links to all these kind of things on, on the Google Drive later. And then the long-term plan, I mentioned Swift. I want to learn that iOS programming. So that's kind of the plan. So what are my side kind of long-term projects? So obviously the blog really to kind of track thoughts, progress, any roadblocks, give you an opportunity to kind of see what I'm doing. And also for myself to see the progress that I'm making. Now, I'm trying to decide once I get the website set up, it's codegrinders.net. And do I want to put a WordPress site up to at least get going? And then kind of as I learn, we'll figure that out. The podcast, boom, check, done. <laughs> That's easy. YouTube. One of the things I want to do is a live stream and I'm going to put my own little spin on it. And this is one of the things that I'm learning with development. You want to put your own little spin and here's something that I'm doing that's a little different. A lot of people have these AMAs, ask me anything. And that's cool. And I want to have that. But I'm going to say it right now because I want to make sure I get this document. I haven't heard anybody else say this. October 24th, 2018. I'm going to have the opinion aid stand. You like the lemonade stand? I'm open for business because, look, everything you've heard to this point, it's my opinion. It's based on what other people said. Disclaimer, I should have said this at the beginning. Don't, you know, hold me accountable if you decide to go the self-taught method and doesn't work out for you. Just my opinion. So that'll be something that I'll do as I start to, you know, improve. Because right now, folks, and I should have said this at the beginning, if you're coming here to learn code, I'm, I'm not the guy for you. I mentioned that last episode. But if you're just starting your journey, you're considering, hey, jump aboard. So the opinion aid stand, the opinion aid stand, that'll be my live stream where you can ask questions. I can just give you my opinion. Uh, so long-term projects. I've been talking to folks in the podcast community about some things to work on. I don't want to give away too much detail here. And some things that I want to do in terms of website. And one of the things that I really appreciate what Codeface Code said, don't do the boring stuff. Think something different. I was going to do the JavaScript calculator once I watched this video. No, because everybody's doing it. Now, again, if you want to do it, do it. I'm not saying don't do those things, but 
I'm really hearing people say, I mean, that's the beauty of, of this. You can bring your creative side. Yes, it's if the client wants certain things, you may have to follow that. Maybe they give you some leeway, but the ability to kind of think outside the box, do something different. In nursing, there really wasn't that opportunity. You know, I, I can't think outside the box how I want to treat someone that's having a, a heart attack. There's certain things you have to follow. And it's interesting, there's algorithms in nursing that we follow. You know, ACLS, Advanced Cardiac Life Support Algorithms, we would follow. But here in web development, uh, another quick thing that kind of came to mind, I'm not a big entrepreneur. I'm not a big salesman, even my dad was. But I remember in junior or in high school, I think my junior year, I wanted to go to New York and D.C. for a, a field trip. It cost 600 bucks to go. Dad said, you want to go? Raise the money. Great. Now, my mom, she made banana bread and cookies, the best. Everybody says, but these were the best. So I had her teach me. I made these, went to school, hustled, sold, and raised 600 bucks. Actually, I think seven some dollars. I actually used the computer. We had a, a banner, dot matrix printer, and had this little graphic logo, you know, folded it up. I mean, I, matter of fact, we used to have family or housewarming parties, and I would create the the banners for that. So I've always had a creative side. Even my little YouTube stuff and the intros and, and the music I put, I, I enjoy that. So it just seems like a perfect fit. So be different. Do something that others haven't done as you're learning, putting your projects together. So that's my goal. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking each day, what can I do? What do I see? How can I rewrite that page? Now, I'm not there yet, but that's my goal. And then the other thing that I have, I've secured another domain, and I can mention the name of it, because maybe some possible side work down the road. You know, when I become proficient, you know, doing web development pages, it's diggabletech.com. One of the things, I grew up on rap music, big fan. And if you've ever heard of Diggable Planets, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, check them out. Highly underrated. I mean, just the, the, the lyrics... You throw that, I'm more of a music, more of a beats guy, but the lyrics, and it just kind of hit me like I love tech. I, how can I infuse things? And, and that's going to be down the road, long-term project. When I mean long-term, maybe in a year, but diggable tech, because maybe that can be kind of a business. Maybe that can be, because right now, Code Grinders, this really is just more of a journey, journaling the journey. That might be something, who knows, but I secured that. And I got the Twitter and the the email stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to think about long-term. So I want to really end this long, long thing here. Let's see how long have I been going on? 57 minutes. Actually, not as bad as I thought. I was worried I was going to do two hours. Suggestions for you. Now, again, this is coming from somebody who just started really in the August in terms of the research and really... It's not even been a week since I've started learning coding. So take this worth a grain of salt. Here's some suggestions for you as you're getting into considering software development, web development, research, but don't overdo it. I'll talk about that why in a minute. You got to research. If you're watching this, you've got an internet connection on your phone, computer, do the research. I, I can't stress that enough. Paralysis by analysis. It's important to then look at the research you've done and analyze things, but don't overanalyze it. 
just like I said, don't overdo your research. Don't over don't overanalyze things because then you'll never do anything. You'll just be sitting there like, man, what do I do? Don't watch too many YouTube videos. Trust me, YouTube is great, but there's two problems. One, you start to maybe wander on a rabbit hole. The recommended videos, maybe something you've watched in the past creeps up and it's over. The other, there are so many people that are like myself who are doing this that then put their opinions. There are people out there that are saying, you shouldn't do this. Don't do that. I mentioned junior web developers should never work remote. You know, these little clickbait tag, these clickbait titles. Then you start to question yourself. So it's, it's a very fine line how you approach that. Don't stand on the sidelines too long. I mean, in podcasting, we say this to newbies all the time. Don't spend too much time before hitting the record button or you'll never do it. You, sometimes you just have to, instead of being on the sidelines, you got to get in the field of play. That's how you learn. That's how you get your, your bumps and your bruises. No one learns anything by standing on the sideline. Look, if you watch football, your backup quarterback standing with the clipboard, man, I know it's your job, but at some point you got to get in there. So for us, do the research, watch your videos, read if you need to. If you're something that, if you're a person that loves to read, man, I read a book that was recommended by Dylan. I'll talk about that later on, but not in this one here, but take the time to do it, but don't take too much time. And, and that's what happened to me. Look, it's October 21st or 4th. Technically, I still have a week, my old plan to get started coding. And here I started almost about a week ago. I just jumped in and I was guilty of that. Let me be honest. That's one thing that I was guilty of. I, I, I enjoy the research, but you have to learn to, to dial it back. And I don't know what that, you know, number is or who do I, I'll mention some people when I put the information for my Google drive, again, I have all these links in the description. I'll put these in the show notes for you because I'm not a fan of saying, go to this site while you're listening or watching. I want you to see that there, but use that as a starting basis or, or a jumping platform, but, but please be careful and I think once you jump into it, even if you've never worked with it before, I mean, that's what I'm hearing from a lot of people. If you have no coding experience, if you put the time in, it's not bad. If you have some experience, if you've dabbled in it, it's not as bad. I mean, I, I watched Colt Steele's Crash Course YouTube videos. Here's, here's one I'll suggest, and that's a name that can easily stick in your craw is Colt Steele. He had a crash course on HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And I'll be honest with you, when I looked at code on, you know, I, I dabble in the inspector element on Google Chrome and I'm looking at that stuff like, man, I mean, I, I kind of, you know, would try and find some things for my site. It was a lot of copy and pasting. But I don't understand any of that. That, that just looks Greek. But when I watched his videos and when he explained how they worked, I got the 50,000 foot understanding. And it kind of, kind of like, it, it scared me a little bit. Like, wow, this is doable. Now it's going to take me to really dive deep and to get in there. And I get that. But the fact that 
it's not as bad as it may seem is what's really cool. And the fact that when you have the passion and when you're hungry, you put all that together, there's no telling where you can go with this. The sky's the limit. All those cheesy things you've heard hold true. So I've been yapping long enough. It's time to wrap this up. I hope some of this made sense. I hope this was an enjoyable listen. And then I'll just ask this. If you want to stick around, kind of see the progress, you know the drill. For listening as a podcast, you know what to do. I, personally, I get tired of saying that all the time. If you want to, you will. If you hate my face, you know what to do. Simple as that. My goal, I've talked about it. I've got to focus on my learning. I don't know when I'm going to come back and do a podcast. I don't know when I'm going to do a YouTube video. I'll try and do something every week. Don't hold me to it. Again, this is just more documenting. I'll be real heavy on Twitter and Instagram because that's easy to do. I can take a screenshot, boom, pop it out. I try and even make these production things as simple, as short as possible. That's all I got, folks. So if you've tuned in, thank you for making this this far. I hope to see you on the next video or podcast. Don't know what it's going to be about. I'm just going to be honest with you. I have no plan other than my focus now is CSS. I'm going to jump back into that video with Colt practice. I'll be putting more screenshots up of those over on the social media handles. And really the best way to find me is on Twitter, Instagram at code grinders, just like it sounds. Got the YouTube channel here. The email address, you'll see it on the video. It's code grinders at gmail.com. I'm working on having one for codegrinders.net. Hopefully the website will be up. So the next update, I can talk more about that. And that's it, folks. I, I, I think I've covered it all. I've talked long enough. I kept this just over an hour, so I think I did pretty good. One of the things, I can be a little long-winded. So that's all I got, folks. So I've got this cheesy little saying that I want to close this out with. I wrote this down. Again, I'm trying to think of something that's different, that's, that's unique, that other people haven't done. So I'm going to close the tag. There's a dog right on cue. I'll close the tag on this episode. Thanks for joining. Be safe. Work hard. Play harder. We'll catch you next time.